Hey, what is going on? It's Josiah Novak. Welcome to the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Boom Boom Performance Podcast. This is the one-stop shop for all things coaching. We are here to educate you on all things training and nutrition, but I'm going to take it a step further, and I'm going to help you and educate you on personal development. That is the goal with this podcast. It's for me to be your coach through these speakers and really just help you develop into the best version of yourself. If you are new to this podcast, please do me two huge favors. The first one being scroll down into the description of this episode and check out our top four ranked episodes. That's going to be the Nutrition FAQ, the Training FAQ, nutritional periodization, and last but not least, my personal journey into fitness. The second thing you can do for me is hit the damn subscribe button. Guys, we drop three free episodes per week to constantly bring you educational and informative content, and I want to make sure that you're on top of the latest and greatest episodes that we release. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you are up to date. Today's episode is with my good friend, Josiah Novak. Josiah has been on the podcast before, um, and he is another coach in the industry who I have grown closer to over the years, just from us sharing similar experiences. We're both fathers. We've both uh, kind of collaborated on content, and that's how it actually all started. And then we met up at different places around the country, actually doing events together, and, and it kind of just grew from there, and we've always stayed in touch ever since. But he's a really smart guy. He's a really down-to-earth guy. He's honestly somebody that... I really appreciate because he's a hustler, he's intelligent, he has a successful business, he is a great father, he is really fit, but he's also just a normal dude. And we actually kind of tap into that, um, not purposely, but today you'll kind of hear that he is just a normal guy and he's seen some amazing things. He's transformed in an amazing way himself and he's helped other individuals transform in amazing ways. It's probably why his business is called The True Transformation. But my point being is we're all normal people. We just strive for excellent lives and that's what creates success. So today we are gonna talk about hardships. We're gonna be talk about diving through his injury and coming out on the other end. We're gonna talk about the lessons he's learned from his son doing a Spartan race. And I want to say his son is four. So pretty cool story. And it's a, it's a really cool story because it shows him going through self-doubt and how he overcame that. And then we translate that into our lives. Um, and we're really going to teach you a lot of lessons today. So I think today is a really good podcast to listen to from two fitness professionals really honing in on personal development. What are the things we've gone through in our lives that have shaped us into the people we are today? What have we taken away from that? What are the lessons we have learned and how can you, the listener, actually apply those things to improve every area of your life, not just fitness? So you're going to hear us go on a lot of random topics today. This is really just a down-to-earth conversation. In full transparency, we didn't plan this episode this way. We literally like, dude, let's turn on the mics and let's hang out and let's have a good conversation. And I told him before, I was like, let's get deep and talk about some mental and mindset-based stuff. So it's a lot of personal development. I was recently on his podcast talking about injuries and, and training and nutrition around that. So if you want to check that out, I will link that in the show notes as well. Um, guys, if you love this podcast, if this podcast is helping you in any way, shape, or form, there's two things you can do for me to help me grow this podcast and build this movement to help other people just like you see better results in their lives as well. The first one is simple. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I love reading those and it really does help us grow on the charts. The second thing, take a screenshot of this show, head over to Instagram, post it on your story and tag myself at Cody.BoomBoom and make sure you tag at Josiah Novak Fitness. I'm going to drop his handle in the description as well. Um, And without any further ado, let's get on to this really down to earth, 
deep and amazing conversation with my good friend, Josiah Novak. Dude, so one of the things I wanted to ask you, I don't know why this came to mind, um, but I remember last time we did a podcast, that was the first time I really heard like your story. Um, and we talked about, I want to say you were a car salesman, correct? At one point you owned a, so I, I actually was, uh, my family, my, or I shouldn't say my family, but my wife's family had a car dealership, which I was involved in, Got it. um, that we, uh, we actually sold about, it's been about a year, a year and a half ago. Um, so yeah, yeah, we did have a car business that we, that we had running. Cool. So like the reason this came to mind was because that, and fitness are polar opposites, right? Mm. Um, I personally, I've never done anything else. I've literally, I, I have, I've worked at fucking Rite Aid, but I, I didn't work there. Right? <laughs> I didn't, Rite Aid. I didn't work awesome. there. I didn't work there. Like thinking, oh, I'm gonna have a career in Rite Aid, right? Um, and then I, uh, I was a maintenance guy at a community center here in mm. Federal Way, Washington. Um, both just jobs that I was using while I was interning and studying for fitness. So I've never even conceptualized a career in anything else but I'm always fascinated by people who have created a big shift. Like what were the biggest lessons inside of going from what you were doing then to completely changing everything and going towards fitness? Well, I was, so I've been in fitness in some aspect for over a decade and a half. I've had a fitness business of some kind over a decade and a half helping you know, people get in shape, right? It started out when I was just in college. I got my personal training certification, became a trainer uh, on on college or in college on our campus in our in our campus gym, and I was training people. And this was when I was about nineteen years old. Uh, and so, throughout the past decade and a half, I have at times scaled back fitness um, to focus on building my skills in other arenas um, or helping build a business uh, with family members or, you know, you name it. I've done a lot of different things, but at the end of the day, fitness has always been part of my life in regards to helping other people. Right. So um, I have never really like, you know, shifted in my mind, at least from being like full time, something else to all of a sudden like, okay, I'm just going to go do fitness, right? It's always been there. What I've gone through are, I guess, probably more of an evolution, right? Where I realized, I had moments where I realized that if I really want to impact people and impact, have the impact that I want in regards to fitness, if I want to look back on my fitness career and say I've accomplished what I want to accomplish, I have to put the majority of my focus on my fitness business, right? Or my fitness brand, if you will, um, and what we do for people. And so I had one of those moments, um, you know, the car, the car dealership thing, it's funny you bring that up. I just, I'm, I'm only laughing because um, I got involved in that because when you have a business that does well, uh, brick and mortar business that does well, and then wants to, uh, expand and start to have an online presence. Typically, like if a, if a business has been there for, you know, they were in business for 20 years, um, you know, and they have no clue how to operate online stuff, right? Like Instagram and all that. Um, 
there's a huge need these days to have an online presence, uh, even locally, right? If you're just like a local business. And so I came in to help them um, learn the online part of the game, right? Like how do we set up a Facebook account? How do we run ads? Like all that stuff, right? And so I happen to have that knowledge, but uh, I just laugh because when someone hears cars, they're like, what the hell? Like <laughs> I, I've never been into cars. I'm still not into cars. Um, I'm into people, right? Like uh, one of the big things that I brought to the table in that instance was how to build fans, right? How to, how to have people really walk away going, man, th that was a great experience. Uh, and actually it's funny. I have a friend who owns, owns a car dealership who just a couple months ago reached out to me and, and said, Hey, can you help me like set up like a customer uh, loyalty program that, you know, we kind of run online or whatever. So anyway, I say all that because I had a moment of clarity probably about uh, five years ago or so um, where I realized I really, you know, day to day, the majority of my time needs to be put into my fitness company and our coaching business and our brand and the things we have uh, on the table in regards to fitness, the majority of my time needs to be on that. If I want my impact to match up to my long-term, you know, legacy that I want to have when I look back. I love that, dude. I think that, you know, like a big takeaway from that and something that I preach a lot to just younger coaches and trainers and stuff like that is, you know, you almost have to have this like one thing mentality. I love the book, the one thing, because it explains this, but what was there a shift? Was there a moment? Was there any way that helped you do this? And like, what would you recommend to trainers? Because I think a lot of people, number one, they're like, well, what is my one thing? How do I find my one thing? How do I find my why? And finding your why can be difficult if it doesn't just slap you in the face. And then the other part of that is, is like, if you maybe even subconsciously know, like your gut is telling you like, this is what I'm supposed to do. How do you get the courage to jump and just be like, fuck everything else. Like this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, this is gonna be different for everybody. I feel like because, you know, someone who, so I, I was kind of, I want to say reckless. Um, I have a very uh, big risk tolerance, like in my body, right? Like I have yeah. this like ability to just be like, fuck it. Right. And just go for it. Right. The same. <laughs> you know, which, which is a blessing and a curse because sometimes it can be a blessing where you go for something and you, you just happen to have the passion, have the drive and have the, the stars align, everything works. And then um, there's also the curse where sometimes I get distracted by things that I know could work and I just go for it. And I'm like, you know, I should have probably waited, right. And waited until I had some things lined up to go for that. Um, it's just, it's an entrepreneur spirit. Uh, where you just have that go-getter mentality. Some people, people call it different things, right? Go-getter, risk taker, whatever. As far as like when to know or how to know what the one thing is like that you should be like just going for and trainers who are like, oh, I just want to go for my career, my passion. I quit. So I cut off a lot of other side business ventures uh, about five years ago. Um, you know, fitness was still like basically full-time. I was making a full-time living. But I still had side businesses that I wasn't passionate about. Um, they were just bringing in cash, right? Distracting me from the main focus, which was I like one of my, okay. So one of my big things is when I see someone reach a level of success that I understand the work behind it, right? I understand like the effort that went into that success. And I see someone get there and I've had a helping hand in that process. 
that gets me fired up, right? That gets me. So I could apply that to my fitness business. I could apply that to my relationships. I could apply that to my children. My son just ran a Spartan race. He's four years old, right? And uh, I know (laughs) he fucking inspired me. I was like, damn, why am I such a pussy? But no, uh, (laughs) I, I freaking watched this dude go through a obstacle course, right? He's four years old, ran a half mile, right? Through like 10, well, probably more than 10 obstacles. And I had moments of wanting to quit in that half mile, right? And I've been in Spartan races, right? I freaking, you know, ripped my bicep off doing Spartan races. And um, I know the, the work, even in a four-year-old's little brain that goes into something like that. I, I look at someone who loses 100 pounds and, you know, I've lost a lot of weight if you added up all the weight I've lost and then regained and lost again, it's probably been, you know, a lot of over a hundred pounds. Right. Um, and so I understand the work that goes into that. And when I'm a, when I have a helping hand in that process and that gets me up in the morning, right. That gets me fired up. Just like when I, I look at fatherhood, um, you know, I know fatherhood isn't easy. And when I see my son give me feedback that I'm being a great father, and he's in his life or whatever he's going through, they're little, right? But they go through stuff. And I see like, there's a moment that he gets to maybe some clarity about something or he feels loved or he, he gets excited and happy or he feels accomplished and he feels the pride that I have for him. Like that gets me fired up, dude. And so when I think about that, right? And I think, okay, what could I do in my life where my energy day to day is 100% focus on that, right? I don't get paid to be a dad. Like, you know, like I, I get paid an emotional payment, right? But I, I don't get, I don't put food on the table by being a father. I don't put food on the table uh, by being a, a great husband. Yes, those things are important and they're amazing and, and they're a huge part of my life. But I got to find a way to put, to put food on the table. So I, I am lucky in the sense that I found something that adds value to people's lives tremendously, saves lives, and in turn adds extreme value to mine as well because it gives me that passionate feeling of, man, I I served a purpose, right, in helping this person change their life. And I understand the work that went into changing their body, getting healthy, all those things, and in turn change their relationships, change their confidence, change you know, they're the puts a freaking smile on their face instead of looking like, you know, a fucking creature out of the walking dead or something, right? Like they literally become a new person. And I know how hard that shit is. And the fact that I get to be involved with that is my one thing. Right? I love that, dude. I, I think that this is going to sound like an oxymoron, but I, and I relate to everything you just said on so many levels, but um, that's why I wanted to bring this up. But it's almost like selfishly, being selfless. And I know that sounds like an oxymoron, but I learned this a lot when I read The Go-Giver the first time years ago and trying to figure out like my why, my one thing, why I want to help people so much, have the feeling I had when I transformed and I did all these things. And it's the same thing with Christmas, man. I could give a shit if I get one present, but I'm going to shower everybody in gifts. I love the feeling of giving somebody something. But once I like kind of grabbed onto the fact that, you know what? I love the feeling. So I'm going to be selfish. I want to repeat this good feeling for myself, but the way I get that is by helping other people. So it's kind of like a give and take obviously. Um, but it's selfishly being selfless. And when you can really understand how important that is, I think as a coach, you can grow so much because you begin to love the process of that transformation of that feeling of the gratitude they're getting versus 
all the other factors of growth and analytics and money and content and all the shit that can cloud our brain or distract us, like you said, with other business ventures, which I think is such a, it's such a gift and a curse because I think about this all the time. Like I could create so many different things and sometimes you get like that feeling like, man, I want to start this thing or I want to invent this thing or I'm going to partner with this person because we create this business. Then you realize like, man, that just pulls me further away from my one thing. Mm. Um, it's kind of that given curse, but you said something that I want to, um, there's two things that you said, I wrote them down that I want to dive into. And one of them is risk taking. Like you mentioned, you're a good risk taker. Like what are the pros of that? And why, obviously we know the cons, like if you're taking too much risk and you're just failing all the time, it's probably not a good thing. But I think Michael Jordan said like, he made more shots than everybody, but he also missed more shots. It's because he's mm. taking more fucking shots. Um, so why do you need to be a risk taker? And how can you like, I guess, convince people to start doing so? Because I think everybody listening to this, whether it's business or fitness or nutrition or relationships or anything, needs to learn how to do that. Yeah, you know, man, risk taking is a funny thing. I feel like if you would ask me that, you know, or if you would ask me, am I a risk taker? 20 years ago, I would have been like, Whoa, no dude, like play it safe, you know, like do the right thing. Um, but you know, looking back on my life, I've, I've been at the bottom quite a few times. Um, I've, you know, been evicted from a house before, uh, when I was broke as shit. Right. Um, when I lost a business, um, I've been overweight, I've been clinically depressed. I've been, you know, kicked to the curb by friends, by girlfriends. Um, I've been bullied. I talked about this on Twitter recently. Like I, I went through a period in my life where I was bullied a lot. And I think one of the things that now has translated to me being a quote unquote risk taker or, or having a, a risk tolerance is understanding what the fuck is the worst thing that can happen? Like what is the worst? So I thought about this the other day because somebody, you know, I have a couple people that consult with me on how to help or how to run their business and whatever. And they said, you know, well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm scared to, to, you know, go full time in this because um, blah, 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 blah. And I don't want to lose this and all this stuff. Right. And I said, you know, that's, that's very, very normal to feel that way. Right. I mean, I feel that way too. I think as business owners, we always in the back of our minds think, well, shit, man, like if I don't make any money for the next three months, I'm fucked or whatever. Right. Like we, we think these things, even guys who are Multi-millionaires think that way, right? Because now they have multi-millionaire problems and they have to pay a hundred people, right? I thought, man, what is the worst thing that could happen in my day-to-day right now? Like, what is, like, I live in a great area. I have a great family. I have resources. I have people who know me. Like, what is the worst thing that could happen? And I thought about it. I said, you know, the worst thing that could ever happen in my business is that it goes to shit, right? And I have to go drive Uber. Like, that's the worst thing that could happen. And I'm like, that's not that bad. I mean, yeah, it's not ideal, but I'll still meet people. I'll probably meet some really cool people and I'll listen to Joe Rogan all day and I'll think of another business idea and I'll fucking get back into fitness somehow, right? Like it's not the end of the fucking world. What's the worst that could happen if you start a nutrition plan that requires you to cut out some of the junk foods you're eating, requires you to cook a little bit more, requires you to be more active. Like what is the worst? Like literally, you know, if you pay someone, like I, I talk to clients all the time, like, Hey, what you invest in a coach? What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, I'm out, you know, I, I don't hit my goal and I lose $2,000 or $4,000 or whatever they invest in themselves. Right. That's the worst that could happen. Are you going to die? No. Are you going to lose all your friends and family? No. Like we have to start, we have to stop. I should say, constructing these like (laughs) these movie plots in our mind right 
of like, oh shit, you know, I'm in the fuck, I'm in Game of Thrones, and I'm a I'm, someone's gonna cut my fucking head off if I don't get this right. Right? It's not. It's just not the case. And the problem is we 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 create this fear around worst case scenarios, and these worst case scenarios are never truly the worst case scenario. They're always just this this inflated sense of you know what we think in a third universe might happen to us you know if some crazy shit went down this you know we're we're going to get put in fucking jail we're going to lose our kids or like whatever right and it's like but that that just doesn't happen you know what i mean and so like when we talk about people who are not willing to take a risk or take a leap of faith when it comes to starting a business i know it's always tied back to the relationship they have with money right or the relationship they have with themselves in regards to the confidence they have in themselves to follow through on something. And I'll go back to what I said in the beginning, when I've throughout my life been at literally the bottom, right? Like literally just, you know, nowhere to go but up and bounce back from those scenarios, bounce back from being abused as a kid, an alcoholic father, three generations in a row of divorce and abuse to now being a father of two amazing little boys, not an abusive household, a loving household. Um, got my in-laws living with me now. Like we all are like just so happy and you know, we have moments sure, but like it's nowhere, nothing, it's nothing like my house growing up. That gives me confidence, man. Like the risk of having kids. That was a big one, man. Like, I'm like, Oh shit. I don't want to be like my dad, you know, like I don't want to get, you know, someone pregnant and then regret it or, you know, but man, it was the best thing ever. Like it is the best thing ever, you know, starting my business. I'm like, well, shit, man, I got kids. I got to pay for a house. I got to do all this stuff. How am I going to make money? I'm going to grind. And if I don't pan out, I'll go drive Uber. (laughs) You know what I mean? But, but before, you know, it would have been much, it would, it would have been scenarios in my head that like, I really, really like, started to imagine some crazy shit going down. You know, what if I have a kid and like, oh, I get depressed and then I start drinking and then like I hit my kid and then I go to jail and then like I'm going to regret it because like I'm going to be just like my dad. And these scenarios just don't, they never, they never happen. Right. I think it's, it's funny. It reminds me of a question that um, a mentor asked me a long time ago. He said, the most powerful thing that you can ask yourself repeatedly through life is, is that really true? And like, if you can, like, we project so many crazy stories in our minds of what's going to happen or the failure we're going to create. And if you just stop and ask yourself, like, is that really true? Usually you're creating a story or you're projecting your own self judgments or stories onto somebody else, assuming this person thinks X, Y, Z about you. And it just fucks with your head and it delays action. So I a hundred percent agree, man. I love the way you took that. And I think like, even in the nutrition realm, you know, like in my experience, I would say 99% of the time, the worst case scenario is that you lose half of your investment because you're going to go through one or two months. You're going to see the payments come out from what you're paying your coach. You're going to be like, fuck, I haven't done anything. They're telling me I'm not responding to their emails. And you're finally going to get with it because you made a commitment. You already paid the money. And now it's like, okay, let me just like worst case scenario. You'll start late because you'll be so inconsistent that it'll literally slap you into consistency. And I'm sure you've seen that shift too. Oh, for sure, man. I mean, and, and that's the thing. Like, I think a lot of our, our fears about different things, whether it's investing in something, hiring somebody, traveling somewhere, it all comes down to the fear of losing the security that we think we have, right? 
And it's so, and the problem is it's so short sighted. Like I think about this all the time and I think, man, you know, I, I used to get scared to invest a thousand bucks in my business. Right. And last month I invested $10,000 into my business. Right. And to some people, that's a lot of money. Some people it's nothing, right. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. It was scary. And that $10,000 though, like four X for me. Right. And I look at it now and I'm like, had I not done that, I would still have my $10,000, <laughs> right? Which is cool. But I would have lost $40,000. You know what I mean? And that number you can change to $4 and $100. It doesn't matter. It's, the point is, I, in the five minutes that I would have kept my $10,000, I would have missed out on 45 days later, you $40,000. And so when we think about like, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to take a pay cut to go run my business, right? I don't want to leave my full-time job because I make $60,000 a year and my business only brings in $50,000 a year. And then you think, well, what am I like? I'm only thinking in the short term, right? Like I'm, I'm only thinking right now you flash forward two years from now and your business is bringing in $300,000 or, or, or let's just say it's not, it's bringing in $60,000 or $50,000 didn't change, but you're so much happier. You know what I mean? Like you literally lose sight of this long. I mean, this is a problem in so many areas. We're just using money as an example, but it's the short term fear of what's going to happen right now or what's going to happen in two months versus what, what's the payoff going to be? Like you would talk about the coaching where you're like two months in, you're like, ah, damn it, I lost, you know, I haven't done shit. And then you still got a couple months left and you go, well, okay, I'm going to get my act together. And then you crush it, right? And you look back and you lost 15 pounds or whatever, but more important, you gain clarity and you gain clarity, you know what to do and you're, and you're fully in control. And, and at worst case, you're educated now and you have this, the real knowledge. And that is a return on an investment that would have never happened even though you quote unquote fucked up for two months and lost half your investment, you didn't really lose it. It's just the, the nature of things is that it took that time and that investment to get you off your ass to actually do something, right? And so you didn't lose it. It's just, that's what it took. That's it, plain and simple. There's no like loss there. But so many people wanna keep this short term, like five minutes from now, what's gonna happen? Versus think, you know what? Yeah, it sucks. I'm going to take a $10,000 pay cut to start my business, but I'm going to really grind and I'm going to push. And then a year from now, I'm going to be making double, but I'm going to be 10 times as happy. Dude, I absolutely love that because even like if I think about what I do today, fuck, dude, I was training at a gym a lot of hours, not making much money, but I was learning. I was getting experience. I was loving yep. what I was doing. I was writing free blogs every week, free Instagram every week. And I did that for six fucking years before I even started an online business. Six years. Crazy. And at the yeah. time I had a mentor that was like, this will pay off years down the line. Just do it. I was like, fuck. Okay. And it's that same dude. thing you said. Like at the moment I was like, no, 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 dude, I want like internet fame. I want fucking money. I want to be <laughs> training professional bodybuilders and stuff. And he's like, no, 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 no. You chain these people because they need help. Those people don't even want to look at you. Like, just trust me. And I had to go through that process and it's the same thing. And it's, this is a really good book. Um, I suggest the audio cause the book's like fucking this thick, but it's a uh, mastering influence by Tony Robbins. And he talks about mm. pain versus pleasure. So like for your 10,000 to 40,000 analogy, which I think is good. Like 
I agree. Like this should be applied in other areas of your life, but I think money is just so easy to count and see the yeah. relative difference, the contrast. But he talks about the pain to have pleasure. So like the pain of giving up $10,000 to have the pleasure of potentially later on having 40 made from that 10. Um, it's like the pain of getting uncomfortable to have the pleasure of growing. So when you are for nutrition and training, it's like, and this is what I tell clients and, and how you can find your why and how you can find purpose to go for it. Like, you know, right now I have the pleasure of being comfortable, being lazy, watching Netflix, not having to go to the gym, not having to prep. So I can just chill. I can eat whatever the fuck I want. Like that's a pleasure. It feels good. It's comfortable. It's safe. Um, the pain would be, I have to go through fucking sacrifice in the gym. I have to prep. I have to take more time. I have to watch less Netflix. Like that's a pain for me right now. But if I remove my current pleasure to endure this pain later on, I'm going to have the pleasure of being more flexible with my diet, fucking loving what I see in the mirror, taking off my shirt at the pool, like all those things that you can't even conceptualize right now. And that's kind of like what I did when I first started my transformation. I was overweight. I party too much, never been in the gym. And I had to do that exact same thing. I didn't realize it at the time because I was young. But I think that's like, if people can do what you're saying right now and like think macro and be like, okay, what's my pleasure right now? Is it worth enduring the pain to experience a completely different pleasure that I don't even know is possible? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think one, one thing that I like to stress to people is that we often, so like that thought process that, that you just explained, we, we, we go through that, right? And we start to think like, is it worth it? Should I do this? Should I do that? And sometimes we, we, we think ourselves out of even doing anything, right? We, we literally don't do shit. We just think about this, this potential for risk or non-risk or, you know, whatever, risk, reward, pleasure, pain. We, we sit there and we just analyze and analyze and we never do shit. One thing that I would stress, and this helped me tremendously, like when it comes to taking risk, is action. Like you literally have to start taking action because here's what will happen. Let's say, okay, like, you know, you're thinking about investing in a health coach because this is a perfect example, right? And, uh, you know, we, we throw numbers around like, oh, 4,000 bucks, 10,000 bucks, whatever. Like it could be five bucks. It doesn't fucking matter. It's a, it's a, it's a dollar or it's a value placed on your health, right? And so you go, okay, I'm going to, I'm not sure if I want to go all in yet, right? Um, but I got to do something. I got to take action, right? Because otherwise, I'm going to sit here and overanalyze and I'm gonna be, it's going to be paralysis by analysis. So take action by investing in something, right? Even if it was, you know, going to get a day pass at a gym and just walking on the treadmill, it doesn't fucking matter, right? What it, what it does for you is two things. It, shows, it proves to your, your subconscious that Number one, you're capable of actually doing something, right? Because that's what most people fear. They're like, I'm going to pay for this and I'm not going to do anything or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit to this and then I'm not going to do anything, right? So you go do something. You prove you can actually do it, right? You do something. Then you analyze what happened. Okay, well, I went to the gym, uh, paid for a day pass, worked out, walked out, felt fucking amazing and my rest of my day was better. That's fucking weird right? Like I can do this. I can fucking do this shit. And you start to develop that, that powerful self-belief, man. And not to sound too Tony Robbins, cause I love the dude, but like sometimes, you know, he sounds like the second coming of Jehovah's witness or some shit, but it's like, dude, the, the idea is this, you have to literally rewire your brain. Your brain is just like, if you, I like to picture my brain sometimes is like, if, if I had a whole drawer full of fucking headphones <laughs> and you know how headphones somehow fucking magically get like 
you know, twisted up and all tangled and shit. And you have to like, it's like, it takes an army to fucking untie these things. Right. And then you get them all untied and you want to place them nice and organized. So it never happens again. Right. That's kind of what happens to our brain. We throw a bunch of shit in there and it kind of just, it's like a dry cleaner of fucking tangled shit. And we have to open up that drawer and go, Whoa, man, I got to clean some shit up here. I got to reorganize the way I think. And I got to keep things more clear and, and more organized so that as I make these decisions, these risk decisions, I can think clearly, right? Instead of going, Oh shit, is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? And then I can just take action. Right. Um, so like going back to uh, my, you know, investing in my business, it was scary. Right. But years ago, I remember my first investment in my business was like a $20 ebook, right? Bought the ebook, read it. So I took action, right? I, I read it. I didn't just buy it and then go, oh, oh where this magic fairy dust going to come in? Like, you know, my bank account is going to grow. Like, what the fuck, man? You know, like, what's going on? Um, I actually read it. There was a couple really solid gems in there, right? Like, or, uh, like valuable bombs or whatever. Took action on those. And it was really simple. And I noticed immediate, like, I didn't notice a lot of money coming in, but I noticed immediate change in the way I was doing things in certain areas of my business. And then shortly thereafter, I had the opportunity to hire my first ever business, like, uh, you know, uh, consultant, right, to come in and help clear some things up in my business. And I remember, <laughs> it's laughable how much I paid him. Like, it was very little. Um, but I remember the calls with him. I was like so engaged, you know, like, oh yeah, writing a fucking, you know, notes after notes after notes. But I look back on those days with, with a lot of fondness, right? Because it was proving to myself and my business that as I was literally trying to grow from just being okay with, you know, a small income every year to making huge strides, I was capable, right? I was capable of, of assessing the risk of getting help, taking action and using the, the information provided to me. And then getting results, man. And now I don't blink. When someone comes to me and I know like this is the person I need to hire for this project. This is the person I need to fill a hole in my business. And they're expensive. I don't fucking hesitate, right? Because I know what's going to happen, right? When I take that, take that action. I know and, and I know the worst that could happen because I've had the experience of going through it before. Um, I don't know if that makes sense, but. It does, dude. <clears throat> and there's three things that you said that I want to like summarize and point out that I think are so important. Number one accountability is fucking massive. Mm. Uh, you talked multiple times about even if you invest $5 in a coach, your first business coach, your ebook, all those things. And they've done studies on having two different groups. One group doesn't invest. It's free. Uh, whatever the product or service was, one group pays a dollar. The group that pays a dollar gets a better result. Why? Because they have skin in the game. That's all it is. You have an investment. You are investing yeah. your time, your money, something. You are giving up something in order to take more action, right? The next thing, action alleviates anxiety 100% of the time. Um, I didn't make that quote up. Somebody else told me that. But the point is, is we get so scared of taking action because we create these stories that we've already talked about in our head of what could potentially happen, which usually aren't true, that we never even take action. But every, it's like jumping in a cold pool. You like sit there and you touch your toes and you like, oh, it's like, this is going to be so bad. This is going to be so fucking bad, which if you think about it, it's like, it's water like calm down <laughs> and then you jump in and i was that kid you jump in and you're like oh shit sex feels good yeah it's not that bad right or you start a program you start a nutrition plan you hire a coach you start training you do something like you i did improv and i was so scared about it and then i did it and i was like that was the most fun i've ever had 
Like it was so fun. I just made it for myself and it actually feels good to laugh and be happy, right? It's never as bad as you do. So action always alleviates that anxiety. Um, and I think that's so huge. And then the last thing, and I just made this up after, as you were saying it, but this is perfect. Act and assess. You kind of mm -hmm. said this, but it's basically like after you take action, reflect on all those things, assess what the fuck you just did. Mm -hmm. Take action and then assess. If you fail, assess why you failed. If it, you didn't get any net positive, you just stayed the same, you maintain. Okay, why is that? How could you make it better? And if you succeeded, what about it did well so you can repeat it? no matter what area in life you're in. Um, it's the same thing. Like I think about like we have clients fill out an update form at the end of the week. You take action, you assess it on an update form, you see what the fuck worked and you do more of it. Right. And it's the yeah. same thing you can do in every area of your life, man. And that um, I'm going to start using the thing act and assess because you just said that and it clicked in my head. Like that's so huge. Um, but I, I want to go back to actually what you were saying. I wrote this down because it was so, so huge. And you just like brushed right past it, man. You were talking about your son. Uh, amazing four-year-old going through a fucking Spartan race and you said you watched him and this had to have been really cool as a father I can imagine because I think about this even like when my daughter's get trying to learn something getting frustrated like he was getting angry he wanted to quit but he kept going get angry want to quit kept going like how do you enforce the idea of not quitting and just keep moving forward and the reason I want to ask you that is not only because of what you said about your son but also about you listed out the shit you've been through and how you still came out on top, man. You got evicted. It's okay. I can do something else. Gain weight. It's okay. I can do more. Regain that weight. Okay. Let's, it's okay. I can do more, right? Different business ventures. I can do more. How do you keep coming up on top? Wow. Yeah, it's a really, um, that's a great question, man. Um, there's, a, there's a few things I would say. Um, I think for me, number one, uh, and this might, you know, I, I don't, I hate to, I'll I don't want to tiptoe around this, but I, I will say that this is a sensitive topic for a lot of people. Religion, right? Religion is a very sensitive topic. I'm a man of faith, um, for sure, right? Uh, I I believe wholeheartedly in God, um, and I've, it's been that way since I was a, a kid. My parents now, not to go too deep into this, but when I was early early in my, in my years, I was a kid. We went to church a lot, and I was very blessed to be around people who were. Uh, very solid individuals, right? Early on in my life. And they influenced me um, early in my life to become a Christian, right? And um, not, and, and once again, I, I am not a uh, <laughs> Bible thumper, right? Like I'm not the, the guy who's like in your face about it. Here's why I have a powerful reason for talking about this right now is because from an early age, despite a horrible home environment, despite abuse, despite a lot of bad things happening, right? In my heart, I had this faith that I was going to do something great. Um, and despite storm after storm after storm, I was going to at some point reach success. Now, this could have been a foolish thought, right? Like, and don't get me wrong, I had many times where that spark that I had in my, in my soul, like that went out right? Like that shit was not there. And I, at the age of 13, I stopped going to church for many years, over a decade, right? Because I was just fed up with a lot of things that I felt were unfair in my life. My parents got a divorce, a lot of crazy shit went down, right? But I've been at the bottom many times with one thought in my head, and that is, this is just part of the, the, the story, right? This is just part of the story. And I don't know if, if maybe I was just born with a dumb gene <laughs> or I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Everything's gonna be cool, right? <laughs> um, I'm like some hippie out here like, dude, it's fine. 
Um, but like, it's, it's just, and once again, so people might hear this and go, Oh, well, you're just fucking born with it. Right? Like, no, 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 no. I wasn't born with it. I was influenced early on. Okay. By people outside of my life. What does this circle back to? This circles back to mentorship. Okay. I have seen other people battle some crazy shit way worse than me. Right? Like I have people I know who got sexually abused, right? I never got sexually abused. Thank God. Right. Um, I have people who literally got put in the hospital by their dad. Right. And I didn't get put in the hospital. I got a black eye and stuff, but like, I didn't get put in the hospital. You know what I mean? Um, I have people who I know who, who have been homeless for multiple years, right. Who've come out and been, uh, on top. And I've seen, uh, through their lives, the possibilities that are out there. And I have this faith that, and not to say like, oh, I rely on God to get me out. I, 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 my belief is this. If I take action every day, I show the fuck up and I, I do what I need to do. The worst case scenario is that I make some sort of progress, right? Um, I may never, you know, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I don't go, oh, uh, if I want to become an NBA basketball player, all I have to do is be faithful and take action, right? No, dude, like I'm not cut out for that. That's not me. But I know that I'm cut out for some, in, some powerful impact, right? I believe that. And I believe that it starts with my, my desire and my dedication to showing up every day. And so in these moments where I was down and out, like I had clinical depression, man, like I gained, you know, 80 pounds, like I'm freaking, you know, not, not a, a shiny example of someone who you should listen to, right? Um, in that moment, I thought, well, I have two choices, right? I can kill myself, right? Which is not cool. It sucks to even think that. And I can just end it right now. And that'll be the story, right? Like, oh, you battled through some crazy shit, you know, and ended up killing himself. Uh, and it'll be tragic. Um, or I can just put my fucking boots on and start going to work. That's it. Like, those are my two choices, right? Like, that, that was it in my head. Like, I had those two choices. And what, what pushed me towards getting to work was seeing people, mentors, who just, I'm blessed to have come into my life, show me that there was a way, right? For fitness, it was a guy named Greg Plitt, right? Greg Plitt just happened to show up on my radar at the right time. Um, I, I invested in him as a coach. And boom, like he, he just got, helped me get my mind in a better place. Um, I've had friends, uh, you know, someone who inspired me to go back to church, find a church that wasn't weird, <laughs> you know, like stop having to wear a suit to church every Sunday. That was retarded, right? Like it makes no sense. Um, stop having to try to be a perfect Christian, right? Like I curse like a sailor, dude. Like, but that's just me. Like if I go to hell for that, all right, man, like my bad, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, just be me, be authentically me. But I've had mentors that have shown me that like, Hey, you know, this is what's possible. And this is how you get there. And this is the work that's going to have to be put into it. I still have mentors, bro. Like, and I, and I have silent mentors and I call them silent mentors. Cause I'm like stalking them. Right. Like they don't know they're my mentors and I have peers who I consider to be like, like you, like I, I look at you as someone who I get mentorship from around content, right. That I, I need to be really fucking badass with my content. That's just something that I, that I take on and I, and I, and I store it in my, in my head, right. That I need to be better. Right. I need to, I have a path now though. I have someone who's doing it really well 
and I have a path to follow. So in these moments of hopelessness, in these moments of being down and out, um, it's been this fire inside of me. Some, even if it was just a flicker, bro, like just someone sparked a match that said, you know what, man, it's just not over yet. Like it's just not over yet. And I think we're all capable of finding that. Here's what I would suggest, okay? It's gonna sound fucking crazy. But like you literally have to use your imagination for good, okay? You have to literally go, okay, this is my movie, right? This is my life. Do I wanna be, do I wanna be sitting on the Game of Thrones? Do I wanna fucking sit on the Iron Throne? Or do I wanna be the fucking guy who dies in season two, right? What, what, is, what is it gonna be? What am, I, what am I gonna be? The fuck are you gonna do, right? Like you have to ask yourself that. You have to create this self-made passion for change, this self-made desire to, to get moving, right? If you're fucking 200 pounds overweight, you know, I talk to people who are 200 pounds overweight and they're like, oh, my life is done. It's hopeless, man, I'm done. And I go, hold on a second. What if you just, in your mind, started to imagine just the craziest thing possible, craziest thing possible is you lose 200 freaking pounds, you're on the cover of a freaking magazine or you're online and you're just inspiring millions of people and you're alive, man, for the first time in your life, you're fucking alive. Isn't that crazy? Like that doesn't make, that's impossible, right? You're like, yeah, that sounds impossible. But that's what you got to imagine. Like that's what you got to do because that's the, I mean, you're the only person who's gonna be able to create or destroy your story, dude. That's it. And so once again, not to sound like (laughs) Tony Robbins, shout out to Tony, by the way, but, um, it's like, we plugged him like 50 times already, but like at the end of the day, I honestly, like, if I'm just being real, I feel like that is what has been the spark or the catalyst to start me moving back in the right direction. And here's the crazy thing I think about, I go, you know what? There's probably going to be more times in my life where I'm faced with that decision again, you know? Um, I have people we know that, uh, it's very tragic, but like they lose people, right? They lose kids, they lose family members way too early. And I go, man, you know, I'm sitting here like, man, I've had a tough life, you know, fuck man, I got abused. Um, you know, my parents split up, they left, my dad left, my mom was six kids, like blah, 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 blah. Right. But I got a, I got a friend, literally one of our best friends lost her, her four-year-old to cancer and lost her one-year-old um, to, uh, to just an untimely, like, accidental death. And um, I'm like, dude, what the fuck am I doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I- I'm sitting here like, oh, God, you know, I, I only see, you know, I- I'm only making so much money per month. And it's like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, there's always somebody out there who's, ha- who's got it worse than you who's overcome it, you know? Um, so not to go off on a tangent, but you know, I think it all starts right up in our minds. You know what I mean? It all starts with, we have this ability to create the worst possible outcome. Like, Oh my God, this is what's going to happen if I do this and I'm never going to make it. Why don't we use that powerful imagination and start just thinking of the craziest shit? What if I become president of the United States? Like, you know what I mean? Like if that's your thing, like what if you're like into politics, right? Like, and you're just like, Oh yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen, bro. Like I kind of want to be in politics, but like, I'm too scared to take a risk. Right. Well, how don't you just flip the script and go, just, what if you just, what if you became president of the United States? So you go for that. Worst case scenario, what's the cheesy quote? You know, you shoot for the moon, but you land in the stars or whatever. Like, that's how it works, man. And that's like, 
in my moments of just being completely fucked, I thought, man, there's nowhere to go but up. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just nowhere to go but up, man. So might as well take – I mean, I got two choices. Either I quit or I don't. Yeah. I think you have to think like that. And I think that – I think the problem with most people is they go, oh, that's so cheesy. Or, yeah, okay, whatever. And it's like, okay, but – and something I wrote down was you were saying that is because is, you gave the analogy of the NBA player. And I think it's realistic self-belief, right? Like people go, oh, I can do anything. So they just don't even fucking think of a single thing. I did a whole podcast on, uh, it was called excuses versus reasons. And it's like, instead of creating excuses, why you can't start thinking of reasons why you can't. And that's all it is, right? Like, no, there's no shot in hell. I can become an NBA player. I literally that I can't shoot a basketball to save my life, but maybe I could create a really badass business that helps people change their lives. Maybe I could get shredded for a photo shoot. Maybe I could do X, Y, Z, like realistic self-belief things that are still very difficult, but create self-belief around them. And like you said, like, Oh, like this hippie guy, like, woo, you know, like positivity. But I, I like really do think if you look at every very successful person in any realm, right, whether it is Greg Plitt, like we're talking about just getting as jacked as possible. We're talking about Tony Robbins inspiring people. We're talking about entrepreneurs and CEOs or whatever. All of them have like weird positivity. Like they're all like very optimistic and they're all very like, why not me? Like, why not? And it's very cheesy to say, why not me? Or just be positive or find the lesson in everything you do. But it's like, the reason it's cheesy is because you won't give it a chance. Like you're literally so scared of the outcome or you're so scared of the responsibility of succeeding or the fear of failure that you won't even give it a chance. And I think that's like everything you just said boiled down to that. Like you literally almost have to think about those positive cheesy sayings and just fucking do them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think this actually relates perfectly to like one of the questions that I obviously wanted to ask you because of what you're going through. Um, your injury, like what have been the biggest lessons in that? Because I know I took a lot away from being training hard, maintaining pretty lean physique, being pretty jacked. Like I felt like in a really good place. And then all of a sudden it was like rolling out of bed. Nope. No more training for the next four months. You're on crutches. Like, sorry. And I was like, fuck, like that taught me a lot. And I know you're going through something similar. You started ramping up training harder and harder in a good place. Boom. Bicep elbow done. You're like, okay what did that teach you? And, and I think it relates to everything we're talking about, taking risks, not quitting, self-belief, positivity, all those things kind of relate to like the lessons and the things you have to have going through that. Um, what have been the biggest takeaways there? Yeah, man. Um, the injury. So it's funny because it, it, it was definitely a scenario where I took a risk um, and it didn't work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, it didn't fucking work out, you know? And that's a lesson. Like, Oh shit. Sometimes you're going to fail. Holy shit, man. Like, that's just how it works. I feel every day, bro. Like, and I want to, I want to make it clear, like the positivity and the self-belief and the imagining yourself crushing it doesn't mean you're going to not fail. I mean, you're the one guarantee in life. Actually, so there's a saying the two guarantees in life are death and taxes. I think there's a third that's failure, right? There's three failures in or there's three guarantees and failure is one of them. So anyway, so the injury has taught me so much, bro. Like number one, um, and this is a movement that I'm literally going to be starting like right now, but it's health over everything, man, health over everything. And, and not just your physical health, but your mental health. You know, I went into my Spartan race, ignoring injuries. Like I went into it, ignoring bicep tendonitis, fucking dumb, right? I should have fixed it. I should have skipped the, the Spartan race because it wasn't, my body was not where it needed to be. My mind was like, I guess you could say where it needed to be, even though I was being too stubborn, right? Um, 
And I was overusing my, my physical ability, right? I was putting my body through stress that was just not, it wasn't able to handle. Um, so my health is, is priority because I'm not the 19 year old kid who can, you know, twist his ankle and come back and run a marathon the next day anymore. Um, I am a dad, you know, my two little boys haven't been able to wrestle with me for the past two months because of my bicep injury. That sucks, right? Um, my wife has been tasked with more things because I can't lift heavy shit, right? And so I have to think big picture and health has always got to be the foundation behind everything we do. And not just our physical, but our mental health, right? Our relationship health. We have to make sure, man, that like, because people, I forget this all the time, but like, why, why do we even, why do we even do this, man? Like, why do we even work out? Why? So we can fucking live, man. So we can live a longer time. It's not just why I have abs. Like, yeah, okay, cool. I want to have abs for a picture for Instagram. Like, that's great. But like, it's not why I do this shit every day. You know, I've had abs so much. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Um, so we, we got to remember that health is over everything. Um, the second thing it's taught me is <sighs> maturity, man. <laughs> like I've had to mature a lot. You know, I have to stop and actually go, you know what? I've been given one body and I've been ignoring things for, you know, years because I'm an athlete at heart. And, um, I have to, I have to put more time and investment into, into the boring stuff, you know? Uh, and that boring stuff is mobility, strengthening, um, you know, certain, certain, uh, you know, concentric and eccentric movement patterns, right? Like, you know, my bicep, for example, you know, the eccentric overloading part of the movement fucked me up, like, cause I wasn't training for my arm to just snap back, you know, and be able to handle that. Um, cause it's boring, right? Like you want to go do the crazy fun shit, you know, go try to run your 10 K faster. You want to go try to rope climb in two seconds, right? Like those things are fun, but we have to build uh, the foundations around them. You know, it's just like building the house, right? It's really fun to pick out uh, you know, all the decorations and the furniture and all the granite countertops and all that. But yo, if your foundation is whack and your roof is whack, like, dude, what are you going to do? Right? Like, what are you going to do when the roof leaks on all your nice shit? Right? Nothing. You're going to get, you're, you're going to be fucked. So we have to do that. Um, and that, that maturation for me is specifically around making sure that aches and pains are handled right? Not, not ignored. And like, I'm going to tough it out, bro. Like, no, like if my knee has a tweak, like literally I just ran four miles today and my left knee started to kind of tweak a little. I was like, that's weird. And so I immediately stopped, came home, did a bunch of stretching and stuff. And like, that's something I probably wouldn't have done a couple months ago. I'd have been like, nah, I'll be all right tomorrow. Right. Even though I know that's not the advice I give clients. Right? <laughs> like, I'd be like, bro, stop, you know, like go do 20 minutes of mobility and you know, foam roll and whatever. Right. All this stuff. So maturation is huge. The third thing, man, is just being grateful. Just being fucking grateful, dude. Like, I am so grateful now. Like, I am blessed. If I get, you know, I used to scoff at running years ago. I'd be like, uh, running, you know. Um, but now I'm like, dude, I get to run, man. Like, I am pumped. And I'm, I'm bottling up this feeling, by the way. Like, I'm literally, so one of the things I'm going to do every morning for the, re the rest of time, as best I can, uh, is to literally remember the feeling I had after surgery um, where my arm was literally stuck in a cast. It was so tight. I thought my arm was going to pop off. I couldn't do shit. I could barely walk around because I was so dazed and confused. And the feeling of frustration that I had for the weeks after my surgery, I'm bottling that shit up, man. And I'm going to think about it every morning when I get up. 
because I don't give a fuck what happens unless, you know, obviously if I, if I were to tear something else, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter now. Like I, I know what it takes to get through it and I know how blessed I am to have been able to get through it. Um, and you know, that feeling is going to drive me to express gratitude man, every day. Um, even if all I get to do is some stretching and mobility that day, man, that is a win, bro. Like that's a win. Um, and it's so important to be reminded of that. I wouldn't suggest anybody go gets injured <laughs> to be a, to have to go through that. But you know, it is something to remember, man. Like not everybody has the gifts that we have uh, to be able to get up every day and, and move. Um, so we just have to, we have to remember how lucky we are, man. Dude, I love like some things I want to point out just from this whole conversation, man, I think are so powerful for listeners to take away is like, number one, take action. It's obvious, like action alleviates anxiety and it produces results. Mm. Um, it's so, so important that people need to like hear it 800 times so they can keep doing it. Number two is that there's always, I guess, like a brighter side. There's always more, there's always more possibility. There's always more potential. There's always more in you. And I think it's important for you to start creating self-belief and seeing that possibility. Um, number three is kind of that whole, like taking risks and not, not quitting. Um, the fourth one is something, this is the last one. This is kind of like, I've noticed this, not just from you, but from a lot of people I've talked to, I've noticed it myself. And I think I've, every time I talk to a mentor who is not just a fitness coach or not just a business coach, um, when I went through wake up warrior, um, you and I both know, yeah, you actually introduced me to him, uh, Larry Hagner. I've talked to him mm, many times. Yeah. He said the same thing. Um, people are like, man, like, it's crazy that you're thinking this at a young age. Cause I'm 26. I'm going to be 27 here in a couple of weeks. And I started diving into how to improve my relationships, my mindset, my life, like all these four kind of areas, not just fitness. When I was like 20, 21 years old, I started going on these like men's retreats and shit. And people were like, why are you doing this at such a young age? And I'm like, because I see these older men who are successful, who mm -hmm. never just think about one thing. They're like, okay, like, am I successful with my health, with my relationship, with my mindset, and with my business? Like, it was never just like all or nothing. And all the people that were all or nothing in one category had horrible scenarios in the other categories. And yep. I think that's such a huge takeaway because as you were talking, you probably didn't purposely do it, but you think this way too. And you mentioned so many different things. It was never just like focused on this. You mentioned health and you went through everything, right? You mm -hmm. focused on like positivity, went through everything. You thought about growth, went through everything. And I think it's so important for people to hear. And I, I contribute a lot of what I've built and how happy I am today to, to thinking about that really young and really early. So um, huge takeaways from this conversation, dude. Uh, the last thing I'm going to leave you with is the personality question that I ask everybody. And that is that, you are flying from, you're in, are you in Virginia still? I am. So Japan is probably like a 10 hour flight for you at least. Um, you're flying to Japan. You got a long ass flight. You got two empty seats next to you. You can fill them with anybody al alive or dead. Cannot be friends or family. You have one book to read and you have one album you can listen to. Who's sitting next to you? What do you have in your backpack to read? And what are you listening to in your headphones? Holy shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take an easy route with what I'm, well, you know, 10, 10 hours, um, you know, oh man, the album that I'm listening to, hmm, wow, I would say Nas Illmatic, that's probably Ooh. a really good one, man, um, that so one just good. always gets me hyped, it doesn't matter if I'm lifting, if I'm walking around, if I'm doing work, that shit just gets me like in the zone, man. It, you know? it might be one of the best hip hop albums of all time. Oh, I think it's got to be. I mean, if it's not up in the top 10, at least, yeah. I mean, it might be top five. I don't know. I mean, personally, I just know it's, it's timeless for me. Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. So that would be my album. Um, as far as the book, um, 
Hmm. You know, I, I'll, I'll take a, I'm looking at my books right now because <laughs> I actually, oh man, that's a really good one. I'm reading. Okay. So I just started, I'll, I'll take a cop out kind of on this one too, but I just started the Andre Agassi uh, biography. I don't know if you know, I mean, you know, Andre Agassi is a former tennis player. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, okay. champion, Married to Steffi Graf. Um, and dude like despised tennis, but became like the best tennis player of like all time, basically. Um, and his biography just started. So I would just finish that <laughs> if I needed a book to like, you know, wisdom or whatever, I'd say the Bible, man, like you can't really go wrong with the Bible. Um, even in today's world, it's very applicable. Um, and then as far as the people I would sit next to, oh, wow. I would say I'll go another hip hop route. Um, I would love to pick Jay-Z's brain uh, because he's just involved in so many different things right now. He's married to like the hottest woman on earth, basically, um, who's also probably the most successful uh, pop star ever uh, or one of the most successful. Um, and I just want to know how he manages that. He's had a, he's had a rocky marriage uh, over the past, you know, five years or so, and he's managed to get through it. Um, they just had kids. Like, it's just an interesting dude, man. Like, I would just love to see what he has to, to say about life in general and business and everything like that. And he's kind of um, like, not to interrupt, but he's kind of yeah. serious. You know what I mean? He's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. He's like not he very sh- like open about shit. He sh- well, he shows up to the Grammys. He's wearing like a black tee and a New York hat. But you know he's just richer than everybody around him. <laughs> and these guys, like Migos, got like diamonds on his glasses. And like you're like, this guy comes in humble, just like cigar and a New York hat. And he's cool. It's like, damn, that's, that's dope. True, true, man. Um, you know, uh, besides, besides him, because like he would, I mean, there's so many topics you could talk about with him. Like you could talk about investing, you could talk about mm-hmm. business, you could talk about family, talk about, you know, mindset. Um, you talk about creativity, like the dude's super creative. Um, so that would be, that would be awesome. And then, um, the other person I would love to talk to, man, let me think on that just for one second. Um, Hmm. You know what? I'll, I'll go down a, a, a random route. Um, my favorite actor of all time, um, Leonardo DiCaprio. I would love to talk to him. I just saw a movie preview for him like an hour ago for a movie coming out with Quentin Tarantino uh, later this month. And um, his ability to like act and to just be like on top of his fucking game is like insane. And I would love to just learn about what he go what he does to prepare for that because I feel like. I want to show up at my best every day, you know? Um, and I know sometimes it takes preparation and I mean, it takes preparation all the time, but being able to do that, no matter what, like, yeah, I don't think he's made a bad movie. <laughs> like that's insane, dude. Like yeah. that's nuts. And, um, I'd love to hear who he credits though for that. Cause I, I'm always curious to know, like, does he credit his support team or like the director? Like what are some of the, the humbling things that he says about like how he's been influenced to do that or be able to do that? Um, so yeah, those are like right now I'm on top of my list. I mean, like they'd probably be on top of my list too, like dream podcasts. Um, so like, that would be, that'd be dope, man. That would be, I mean, I'd be a fucking hell of a flight, bro. <laughs> Fuck, that's, that is a, like probably one of my favorite answers anybody's given to be completely honest with you. Cause nice. I, I relate to that. Leo's my favorite actor. He, uh, I actually just listened to a podcast interview with jo- uh, Jordan Belford mm. and, uh, for the Wolf of Wall Street, Leo basically like showed up at his house once they like confirmed it was going down and the, Jordan's like, what's up? And he's like, I'm gonna follow you around. And he literally <laughs> hung out with the dude for months before the movie because he it cares so much about his character. Like it's fuck like the the revenant is insane. Like he's just like I said, he's never had a bad movie, but um, watch the movie right now. Yeah. Dude, you gotta you gotta watch uh Jay Z on uh what's that show on Netflix? 
David Letterman interviews people. Oh, he's on there? He did that? Yeah, really, really good episode. Listening to his childhood and how he started in the rap game and stuff. Um, Really, really cool, man. So you got to check that out. But, dude, I love the answers. I love the conversation as always, man. I think people can take away so many things. Before we exit, drop your uh, socials, your site, all that stuff so people can follow you. Yeah, appreciate it, dude. Um, At Josiah Fitness on pretty much every social network, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, My podcast is The True Transformation Podcast. Website's thetruetransformation.com. And uh, let's see, for your listeners, I would say right now, if they want to grab something that's, you know, super cheap or relatively free or basically free, um, you can get my book, which I published on Amazon for like 15 bucks, uh, Diet Suck. Uh, It's just a guide to really just getting not only your diet together, but your life together as well. Um, And you can get a free copy. You do have to pay for shipping. Uh, But if you go to faddietsuck.com. Um, you get the book for like five bucks versus 15 bucks on Amazon. So you can check that out. Uh, that's probably the best place to start and just connect with me. Like I'm, I'm like passionate about answering questions. So if you send me a DM or send me a message, I will get around to it. Uh, and I'll either answer it or I'll cover it in a podcast or a YouTube video or something. Love it, man. I'll link all that in the show notes, dude. And once again, thank you for coming on, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure, dude. Before I let you go, I just want to say thanks. I seriously appreciate you spending this last hour or so with me, educating yourself to get better results. It still humbles me to this day that people around the world literally have me in their headphones or their speakers just to learn. It's so empowering and because of that, I have three quick things for you. The first one is a personal favor. Please leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. When you do this, not only does it help me learn and get better at making podcasts for you to get better results, but it helps us grow inside of iTunes, which allows us to invest more, again, to get you better results. The second thing, head over to boomboomformance.com slash sign dash up or click the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Nutrition Hierarchy. This is everything you need to know about nutrition to change your body composition or performance inside of a manual. I take the leading evidence inside of research and all the principles, methods, and tools based on some of the top professionals in the industry, and I put them all in a book so you can learn more about your nutrition and get better results. The third thing, this is a personal invitation to shoot me a DM on Instagram or email me at cody at boomboomperformance.com. I will help you troubleshoot anything you need. This is literally an invitation to jump in my inbox and ask me anything you want and let me help you. All right, guys, that's all I got for you this time. I appreciate you being here and I'll see you next time.